And we are live and we are back. Let's go. I'm Corey, your host, one half of the Corner Full of Fat podcast. And I am back like I never left with another installment of Wealth Wednesdays here on the Corner Full of Fat podcast. We discuss health and wealth, finance and fitness, and everything in between. And we want to make sure you save more and say less and keep making better your best. Yes, yes. However, my coach Jordan, who is back from paternity leave, when you went on paternity leave, I started these Wealth Wednesdays where we get straight to the finance information, no filler in between. However, before we get started, make sure that like button, share and subscribe for the YouTube algorithm and make sure you leave those rating reviews on the podcast platform as well. My information as well as my co-host Jordan's information is in the show notes on YouTube. You can find Jordan at Stop Stalling J and you can find myself at Sideline underscore Corey on Twitter, Instagram and TikTok for both of us. And then Jordan's business page is Finally Fit 06 on Instagram and his website is finallyfit.live for in-person, in-person, I lied. That's on hold for virtual training sessions on Monday and Wednesday at 5.30 a.m., a.m., yes, and then Tuesday and Thursday at 6 a.m., all right? Now, at, hold on. Yeah, I, saw, I saw a Dave Ramsey video. He said something about the student loans. Is, it, is, is the student loan, has it ended yet? Let me see. I, I should be keeping up on these things. I, I don't see anything. It's talking about this $42 billion. Let me do Supreme Court on here. Okay, I mean, okay, nothing's happening with the student loan front. Okay, I, was, I just double checking. So I, like, I gotta watch the video. Like, did they do something yet? Because my timeline has been going crazy. Regardless of week, y'all see the topic of the video. We're not talking about student loans today. Talk today. We're going to talk about something very important: personal finance information. But the hardest part. So we're gonna go. Y'all know where we go. We go straight to CNBC when we need something. You know, no good for me to show y'all on this live stream. Now y'all know I struggle stream trying to present this as I'm getting ready to go over here. And also before I get started. If your first time listening, don't sue me, sue your mama. This is for entertainment purposes only. Neither myself nor Jordan are finance or fitness professionals. Any information you hear on here is for entertainment purposes only. And you need to do your own research and consult a professional before taking any action. All right. Now, here we go. Let's get started. All right. All right. What, what we got? Breaking news says Dutch Bros. Here we go. It's going to go by. The ticker going to, it's a slow ticker. It's the breaking. There we go. What's it say? Stocks making. The biggest moves before the bell. Okay, who cares about that? All right, here we go. CNBC, like I said, this is Ask an Advisor section. Mastering this skill is the hardest part of personal finance. Advisors say, I wonder, I wonder what this what this skill is going to be. Is it going to be budgeting? Is that a skill? Again, this published on May 5th. I mean, excuse me, May 5th. May 1st. I told you I'm getting you know better at doing you know more relevant articles from a date time stamp standpoint. And this is by Again, if it's your first time listening, the, the authors of these articles, they give me hell, their names. This is by Greg Ikaruchi. Ikaruchi? I don't know. This is by Greg, though. All right, here we go. Key points. Balancing lifestyle costs with regular saving and investing is perhaps the toughest part of personal finance. So budgeting. <laughs> budgeting. So that's these debt payments, investments, lifestyle. Prioritizing your spending. Uh, said Douglas... Bonparth, a member of CNBC's Financial Advisory Council. Households should consider mastering their cash flow. Oh, snap. Is cash flow the hardest part? Before investing, he said. Remember, I don't read these articles beforehand, so I'm not sure what it was about. The hardest skill. Examine any thoughtless regular spending to eke some additional savings from your paycheck each month, said Carolyn McClanahan, also a member of the Advisory Council. Okay, so we're talking about cash flow. 
are the, I mean, the, the financial house, I talk about the sixth thing is, you know, you're your, your not just ability to save your savings rate or your cash flow. That's the that's the part people get caught up on. Oh, my goodness. All right. The following is an excerpt from this week. Your wallet, a weekly audio show on Twitter produced by CNBC's personal finance team. Listen, all right. This episode. All right. Being a master of cash flow is a key element of household finance. Yes. I mean, everyone's income is different, but for the most part, people aren't going to like this, but most people's expenses are relatively the same given where you live at, obviously, because a lot of the stuff that you pay for costs the same amount of money. If you go to the grocery store and I go to the grocery store, we pay the same amount. We go to the gas station, we pay the same amount. There are more shared expenses from like a dollar amount standpoint than you would think based off of the variance that people have when it comes to income. But people expense expenses aren't that much different. And then when you add into add debt into the equation, a lot of people's total expense may not be that far. So you might make half or you may make 50K and someone makes 100K. But if that person makes 100K, has already paid off their debt, et cetera, got their expenses more in order, and you haven't, your expenses might be close to the same as them from, from a total uh, dollar amount standpoint as far as as much as you're kicking out. All right, so that's something to, to be mindful of when you're thinking about, you know, how well you're doing financially. It might just be that you have too much debt, and if you want to increase your cash flow, the best thing to do, in my eyes, is get rid of those debt payments. Obviously, increase your income, but we're talking about, you know, a budgeting standpoint, um, lowering your expenses here. All right, but saying, yes, cash flow is a key element of household finance. Yes. Also, one of the most challenging, said certified planner Douglas Boneparth. I wouldn't say it's the hardest. Let's see. It's going to be a short article, by the way. What does mastering that skill set mean? It's a two-pronged concept. Knowing what it costs to fund your lifestyle and understanding what you can consistently save in that. See, this is what said Boneparth, president of Bonefide Wealth and a member of okay, CNBC's advisory council. So here's the part. It's not about why are we talking about lifestyle? At some point in time, I keep, was that, is that my new thing? I've already said this before. At some point in time, we have to have a conversation about how much money you need to make, regardless of, you know, cash flow, investing, things like that. But how, how much lifestyle you get with this income? Then obviously how much lifestyle you get with this income minus the expenses you have. But like everyone can't have the same lifestyle. Now, I said your general expenses, grocery store, right, things like that, gas, those cost the same, right? Everyone buys an iPhone, it's the same amount of money. But when it comes to lifestyle, the trips you take, vacation, et cetera, et cetera, however you want to define lifestyle, how much you get to go on you know, shopping, things like that for non-necessities, right, clothes that aren't needs, that's going to be different for each person. Okay, that that can't just be something where, you know, we got to figure out how to manage your lifestyle and your saving investing. You actually might not make enough money to have the lifestyle that you want. And so you might really just need to be focused on saving and investing, paying down your debt if you got it and increasing your income. Like you're not at the point where you earn enough money to have really any semblance of a lifestyle. One one could just be a situation where you just have too much in expenses, like your expenses are too high for you to have a lifestyle. That's in short living paycheck to paycheck without adding in some type of lifestyle. If you're struggling to have a lifestyle, excuse me, and you're not actually spending money on lifestyle, then your expenses are too high. And if you try to cut your expenses, you end up not being able to cut them because some of the expenses or the higher ticket items are debt, which you can't just get rid of, right? You got to pay off to get rid of those payments. Then you need to get your money together, likely increase your income. And so you can get out that debt and increase your cash flow. But also too, what you don't want to do Keeping up with the Joneses is as soon as you get out of the debt, just turn around and inflate your lifestyle by how much you just paid off in your debt payments. Because it's likely if you have these high expenses in the form of debt, you likely aren't saving slash investing enough, as they're saying right here, to consistently save and invest. Was what what I talk about. 
you want to get to the point where how much you're saving and investing from a financial standpoint, you don't have to decrease that, right? That's the type of financial stability you want to get to from like, you know, uh, a step-by-step -step basis, which I don't just have laid out in my head. But you don't want to get to the point where like, yeah, man, I'm, I'm saving and investing and I'm getting my lifestyle off. Like, no, because something's going to happen. You likely don't have enough money saved from a liquidity standpoint, emergency fund, and you're like going to be in a point where you've over-invested when you talk about doing something like a 401k loan for a house. And now you put yourself in a more complicated situation when you could have just, you know, decreased how much you're saving for your 401k and just put that towards, you know, a high yield savings account or whatever, a savings account for your down payment. So yes, you need to get to the point where you can have some lifestyle, but not where you can do and. And means both at the same time. So this is saying knowing what it costs to fund your lifestyle and understand what you can consistently save and invest. One that should be flipped. It should say, you know, knowing what... <laughs> Well, you can consistently save and invest and fund your lifestyle if you want to do it that way, you know, from a, a precedence standpoint. But no, it should be a period. You want to figure out where you can save and invest, period. Then once you're done with that, then you move on to the lifestyle based off of how much you have left over, how much in cash flow. All right. Balancing these things is arguably the hardest part of all personal finance. No, yeah, actually, no, this is right. Balancing them is the hard part. Stop trying to balance them. Stop trying to balance them and even them out. You should be safe. You're not trying. You're not trying to balance saving and investing versus lifestyle. This is the whole issue, right? I said this was right, then I'm saying this wrong. Look at me. You're not trying to balance, right? When you're trying to balance things, you're trying to make them even. You are not trying to even out how much you're saving and investing versus how much you're spending in lifestyle. You want to get to the point where how much you're saving and investing is the majority. It should it should be uneven. It should not be balanced. All right. Here's a tweet from CNBC. Okay, the same financial advisors. My guess is Carolyn and Doug, who I mentioned before. Tell us about. Okay, I think this is just a link to the um, to the uh, the tweet or the podcast that uh, was mentioned before. Okay, often people are too quick to invest without having the foundation. True, right? Three six months of emergency fund build up first, right? Um, while investing for a long term, right, is important. Okay, you have to do the power of right compounding. What good right is investing if you can't stay right? Okay, stay invested. Boom. I just uh, literally just talked about that. Uh, without discipline around cash flow and unforeseen life event may arise that cause right different right could dip into those investments I, I've already said this before okay S say save money first before you start investing so you don't have to take away from the money you're investing when you talk about these investing timelines how much you want to have in 30 40 50 retirement years whatever it is those numbers that you're getting in these calculators are assuming that you're not taking from and or decreasing the amount of money you're investing to hit that amount of money. So if you're investing X amount of dollars for 40 years and it's saying you're going to get a million dollars, that that calculation is assuming or is implying that you're going to continue to invest that amount of money monthly or yearly, whatever you put in there. And you're not going to take away from it at all during that time period. The second you take away from it or decrease how much you're going to contribute, that number is going to get lower. Obviously, you can offset that by, you know, increased returns, but the return is assumed to be the same the whole time. Um, Right. One wants to yep, you get a grasp on cash flow. They can set and prioritize measurable goals, build an emergency fund and save for retirement. Right. Down payment college fund, for example. You don't have to get a grips, quote unquote, on your cash flow. Cash flow is is after you've done your entire budget because you're everyone's on a budget. The question is whether you're intentionally on a budget. Your income is what it is and your expenses expenses are what they are. Then you sit down and write it down, right? You take away all your expenses from your income and you see how much money you have left or quote unquote your cash flow. But first you have to actually look at your budget and see if there are some things from an expensive stamp, expensive, expensive, expensive expenses, but an expenses standpoint that you can move around the ones that obviously are variable, right? Your, you know, your static one, something like your rent, something like that. That's going to be what's going to be if you have a car payment, right? That, that They are what they are, but something like you're eating out, right? Maybe you're spending, let's just say you're spending, $100 a month on eating out. 
and now you want to increase your cash flow, well, take that $100 and just, just get rid of it now, or you can decrease it by $50, right? So first you look how to manage your budget first before we talk about actually figuring out how to manage your cash flow. Because you once you get your budget together, you can see how you can manipulate your budget or your expenses to increase your cash flow without having to pay off debt or increase your income. That's the first step, which what I'll be preaching on here. And shout out to my clients. You get the information there as well. All right, yeah, down payment. All right, cool. Okay, here we go. I think we're towards. And now, a household households that feel financially stretched can examine if they engage in any thoughtless spending. Right, that's Carolyn McClanahan, a CFP, a certified financial planner and founder of Life Planning Partners, right in Jacksonville, Florida. Carolyn recommends examining what households spend on necessities like housing and transportation. Right, necessities that payments, investments, lifestyle. All right. And ensuring that spending necessities are in the form of your groceries, then your housing, then your clothing, transportation, right? And the insurance you pay that isn't, um, uh, they're not paying from a work standpoint. All right, right. Ensure, ensuring that spending these categories is cost efficient as possible. See, the, the issue with this, and, I, and you know, this is just a snippet, right? I, maybe I should have read, listened to the, the podcast first. Too late. A lot of times you're, Outside of your grocery and your gas, everything else from a necessity standpoint kind of is what it is. Not like, oh, man, your mortgage or your rent is too high. Just move today. There's not too much you can do about your mortgage or your rent or really utility usage. I mean, you can do some of your utility usage at a point. You know, your cell phone bill is what it is, your Wi-Fi. If you have children, right, your clothing kind of budget kind of is what it is. Like these expenses from a necessity standpoint, all of them are usually fixed besides your groceries and your um and your gas is what you're spending for your car. Yes, you can rework your insurance, right? But you're still, still gonna have to kick that out. You can't, you can't eliminate it, right? So there's one thing you can you can eliminate things out your budget, then you can reduce them, but then also you gotta look at well, we can reduce them up to a point. So something like a mortgage, though, right? You can eliminate the mortgage from your budget, shout out to taxes, right? Insurance and taxes, but you can't eliminate that big old mortgage payment out of your budget, but you're not getting rid of groceries, right? You can eliminate the car payment, but you're not but you're not getting rid of car insurance. Well, you can't get rid actually can't get rid of car payment, car insurance, and gas. If you choose not to drive, we're going to have some type of transportation expense there, right? There's some things that are just always going to be in your budget. So, yeah, you got to make sure that they're cost efficient. But most people who are coming to this point where they're having some, you know, a, a day of reckoning, um, or what they ran to say, I'm tired, well, I'm sick and tired of being sick and tired. Usually your situation is already screwed up. All right. So it's not like you're like, you know, where, where can I cut out when you have all this financial wisdom and you're, you're able to cut things out? Um, oh yeah, it's cost fish things and wants okay, yeah. Yeah, examining your household necessities, like house transportation and your wants. Yeah, okay, comb through so do do a budget. This they do a budget. Comb through the latter category, right? To ensure your wants, your non-necessities, right? <laughs> to ensure you're using the services on which you regularly spend, gym memberships and subscriptions to music services such as Spotify and Pandora. McClanahan said some of you might need to cancel your gym membership, just work out at home. Right, here we go. You can divert any savings, even if right five dollars, ten. Yeah, start say if you're not, it's better than say five dollars and zero dollars. Some of you need that five dollars. Some of you need that five dollars a month, twenty-five dollars a month, uh, into a savings account. She added that adds up quickly. The five dollars is not going to add up quickly, but you know, in general, five dollars does not add up quickly. Once a month, once a day, maybe, but not once a month. Um, savers should make sure these deposits happen automatically. Ideally, the day after a paycheck is their bank account. If you don't see the extra money, you don't miss it, McClanahan said at the end of the article. All right, cool. So this, this article, again, is saying that mastering this skill is the hardest part of personal finance, advisors say. And they're saying the, this hard skill or the hardest skill is cash flow. 
which I don't know how many times have I discussed cash flow on here. Too, too many times, probably. I probably discussed cash flow too many times. It, it's a big, even from a business standpoint. I mean, operate you know your personal as a business, but even from a business standpoint, cash flow is the biggest thing. It's how much money you have, not not how much money you have accessible to you, because you could, you know, add, add you know your credit that's accessible to you. But how much money do you have? You have a certain income, all right, and you have a certain amount of expenses. Let's say your income is four thousand and your expenses are three thousand for simple math. So your cash and all your expenses, everything. So your cash flow is a thousand dollars. All right. And as I said, so that means the most you can do this year, you know, if it's the beginning of the year, January is twelve thousand dollars worth of financial goals. And obviously you can add on any type of money you're putting in your expenses that are going towards those goals. But if you're saying, OK, how much money can I save this year? And your saving isn't in this expenses category, for example, of three thousand dollars in expenses, then the most you can save this year is twelve thousand dollars. That's your cash flow. The only way to increase that is to decrease your expenses and or increase your out, out, um, income, excuse me, increase your income and or decrease your outgo. That's the only way to increase your cash flow. Yeah, Ron, it did. That's the only way. There, there's nothing to make it more complicated or to find some formula. I said, this this might be the fastest one I've done all the time. Hey, that's, that's what he said. This 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 going to be under 20 minutes. But regardless, it's not as complicated. So, sometimes people struggle so much with getting on the budget just to start out. All right. And all you need to do is just sit down. There are many budgeting apps. You can use Google spreadsheet. We have the Google spreadsheet that I did that's in uh, the show notes on YouTube and just sit down and do a budget. And a lot of you're struggling financially because you've never seen your finances, you know, in your, in your face, written them down or type them up on some type of Google spreadsheet or Excel spreadsheet. Sometimes you just need to sit down and get started and see where you're at financially. And a lot of you aren't in as bad of a situation as you think you are. Some of you are, some of your finances are messed up, but a lot of you are in a situation where there's not going to be any light at the end of the tunnel. Some of you are anywhere from three to six months, to being in a better position financially. Not that you're gonna have all your debt paid off or have three to six months emergency funds saved, but you're gonna have more breathing room. You're gonna have a better grip on your finances. You're gonna be start building better skills and actually be able to start making progress, all right? So again, the hardest part from the CNBC article, this is by Greg uh, Ikaruchi, I don't know, is they're saying the hardest part is cash flow, which I guess I would agree. I mean, cash flow is, for me is a subset of the budget. So I, I would I would agree. I think the hardest part is for people to start budgeting it is is maintaining not start budgeting, stick to the budget, execute it right. Tracking transactions, actually saying we're going to spend, you know, you're going to write out our expenses. We're going to spend this much here, here, here and then actually doing that. I think that's the hardest part. And then by I guess by default, right No, a child of that is, you know, making sure you have the right amount of cash flow. So I guess I would agree with this one. Um, Got to get your cash flow in place. Always look to obviously increase your income. But I feel like that's just, you know, fall on deaf ears. Y yes, make more money, like, you know, and increase your skill set. But then when we talk about that and we talk about, you know, the black community, when I looked at, you know, that, that damn near four hour live stream, we looked at all the degrees that black people are getting. And even in the higher degree earning fields, black people are choosing the lower income parts, uh, income earning parts of that field. So the high degree degrees, we choose, you know, the uh, what were they calling the lower lower subsets? I forget what they actually called them on there. I mean, at some point in time, you got to be intentional with uh, the skill sets that you're earning, trainings that you're going through from an education standpoint, and making sure you're putting yourself in a position to earn a great income. We talk about that lifestyle. Let's talk about the lifestyle, managing your lifestyle and saving and investing. Do you earn enough money to live the lifestyle you want to live? Do you have the skill set, should I say, to earn that money? Are you doing it right? Yeah. You know. And if you're not, you got to get together. But all right, y'all, that's it. 
Remember hit that like button, share and subscribe. Shout out to the YouTube algorithm. If you haven't hit the like button, that's disrespectful. Please hit the like button. Shout out to the YouTube algorithm and make sure you leave those rating reviews on the podcast platforms as well. Again, the contact information for myself and Jordan is in the show notes on YouTube. Jordan is at Stop Stalling J. And then his business page is finally fit 06. And then I am sideline underscore Corey. Got to go back to Jordan. And Jordan's Jordan got the most stuff. Then Jordan's website is finallyfit.live for his personal training information. All right, y'all. I think what am I what am I supposed to do? I'm supposed to be doing some batch recording. Did I say I was going to do that? I got to figure out some time to do that and get, and get some more recordings up for y'all while my Apple Watch isn't working. But all right, y'all. That's it. Again, if you have any questions, concerns, always reach out to us. You can email us at cordonnfe at gmail.com or you can DM us, comment on a video, anything like that. If you have any topics you want to discuss, just let them know and we will queue them up for when we have time for them when we record again. All right. That's it, y'all. So remember to save more and say less. Keep making better your best. And I'll catch y'all in the next one.